welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Thursday from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford since 1983, the best in the business. Great uh, award-winning customer service for you and quality American-made Ford vehicles at Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code A2Z Sports, gets you in on all the action. They've got great offers, whether you're betting the NFL as Thursday night football takes place in front of us, whether you're uh, starting to get in on the action on the NBA, a lot of games, a lot of great opportunities to start making money with the promo code A2Z Sports. Of course, the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage at GaryAshton.com, your dream address without the stress is what the Ashton team offers to you at GaryAshton.com. And of course, Brimac Mechanical, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brimac Mechanical. Uh, So we have a lot of good content to go over with you, and you're going to hear from a lot of expert analysis. You'll hear from uh, one of the Titans players who was on my radio show today because we talked about this matchup. At great detail uh, or in great detail. So where I want to kind of look at this is this is I mean, you know that this is an incredibly impactful and important game for the Tennessee Titans to be secure in their position at the head of the AFC South. Should they lose this game, the Colts pull within one game back of the division title or of the division lead, and it creates problems down the stretch because the Titans do have a, a much, much easier schedule after they get past the Los, Ange- the Los Angeles Rams game. But right now uh, would be your opportunity to really kill the Colts' chances of making any kind of a push, either for a wildcat spot, a wild, wild card spot or otherwise. This is a perfect opportunity to just end it flat out and have it done before November even begins in the NFL and things start to get ramped up for the postseason. As Corey D. Jackson Sr. says on Facebook Live, we close the door this Sunday talking about the Tennessee Titans, and they do have the potential to close the door this Sunday in Indianapolis, in Lucas Oil. The question is, how can they go about doing it? Lucky for you, that's the whole thesis of the show tonight. We're going to start with the offense. In fact, let's get your Two Rivers Ford take. Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch what matchup most favors the Titans offense versus the Colts on Sunday. Let me know in the comment section on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch, on Twitter. We'll talk about it at length together right after I tell you about Two Rivers Ford. Uh, Two Rivers Ford has so many great things for you when you go visit them in Mount Juliet. And in fact, you probably know Two Rivers Ford long before I started telling you about them. Two Rivers Ford has been around for nearly 40 years in Middle Tennessee as a locally owned, family-run business. John Barker's Two Rivers Ford is what you see on the graphic in front of you. John Barker, his son Matthew, involved every day in the day-to-day operations, and they are a part of the reason, their family is a part of the reason, why Two Rivers Ford is so embedded in the community. And best of all at Two Rivers Ford, you know that they're always going to maintain fair, honest, and upfront pricing no matter what happens in this crazy world, whether it's supply chain distribution issues, uh, supply chain disruptions, which we're all experiencing, whether you've ordered furniture 
or maybe uh, maybe a coffee maker for your house, you know that things are hard to come by right now because of the way that COVID has kind of shaken all of our lives up. Two Rivers Ford maintains their fair, honest, and upfront pricing where others may use that as an excuse to jack the prices up on you. That's not what they do at all at Two Rivers Ford. It's why they're the best in the business. It's why I trust them with my business, and it's why you should consider them trusting them with your business. When you go visit them in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, what matchup for the Titans offense best favors Tennessee against this Coles against this Colts defense? Lewis Chesney says, I'm in Facebook jail. What what misinformation are you spreading, Lewis? What have you done to deserve Facebook jail? Whatever it is, it's probably deserved. Do better and uh, and learn from this mistake. Um Jeff Rubel says Wentz isn't playing on two sprained ankles. Well, we'll talk about Carson Wentz here more at length, but let's first start with the Tennessee Titans offense and how they square up against the Indianapolis defense. For Dom Odell, it's the trenches. So you have you still have DeForest Buckner on the opposite side of things. And when last I looked at the Titans injury report, uh, Titans and Colts injury report, in fact, I'll pull the thing up in full so we can go through it together. Because the Colts are not nearly as banged up as the Tennessee Titans are. A lot of uh, limited and uh, DNP, a lot of limited participants and DNPs for the Tennessee Titans this Thursday. Uh, but the trenches, you know, the Titans offensive line and understanding they had a lot of guys again go down. They haven't been able to string together back-to-back consist. Well, before I say it, they they had a couple of good games. They probably had three good games together, right? Seattle, I thought there was room for improvement, but it was a good performance, and they obviously were a big part of helping Derrick Henry um, break that game open in overtime. Then to come home for Indianapolis, I thought they played well there, even if the rushing statistics weren't overwhelming. I thought I really thought that there was pro- a lot of progress being made for the Titans throughout the course of the last, let's say, three or four weeks. And then again, the injury bug has disrupted them, right? We don't know what Taylor Lewan's availability is going to be just yet for Sunday, but he has been a full participant the past two days. That's a good sign. Um, you were working with Bobby Hart, the third-string left tackle, a dude who you basically just pulled off the street. He goes in. Uh, he goes in. And uh, and really, you know, he's allowing some pressures. But as far as the run blocking is concerned, that's kind of an issue. Now, DeForest Buckner is a, is a big problem, and he looks not as overwhelming without Danico Autry there next to him. Fortunately, if you're a Titans fan, he plays for your professional football team at this point. But I I struggle. I I will say, Dom, that their their first half, in particular, the Colts against the San Francisco 49ers offense, which is obviously primarily run based, they were allowing a lot of yardage on the ground, and I think that that is, we'll see whether the Titans can kind of capitalize on that, given that they may have no choice and that that's been really a difficult thing for them to kind of establish consistently throughout the course of the first couple of, uh, for the first, or really for this first part of the season. Uh, Wentz will choke under the pressure. We'll say, save it, Mark. We'll talk about Carson Wentz because right now he's not choking under the pressure. In fact, he's playing really damn good football. Um, something I've been thinking about all week says Tyree Beatty. Every team has a Tannehill or better, but no one, and I mean no one, has close to a Derrick Henry. It's true. And listen, Derrick Henry gave the Colts the business. Um, He had 114 rushing yards 
in that first game, and it wasn't all that efficient, but he was a big factor in that game, if not just to attract attention from a from a limited passing game that the Titans had at the time of the Indianapolis uh, Colts game in week three, right? was that That was the first moment where you started to see kind of, I won't call them red flags, but kind of a, a management situation for Julio Jones because that was the point where his hamstring started to kind of act up on him. Um, but you're, you're correct. Nobody has a Derrick Henry. And in fact, I talked to Titans right tackle David Questenberry about Derrick Henry versus Darius Leonard today. How much do you have to be aware of where he's lining up at any given point? Yeah, he's, he's a fantastic player. Great instincts. You know, he's been he's been forcing turnovers all year with that, you know, that, that hammer that punch punched the ball out, and you know that, that's a big task for us to to make sure that we uh we we get a hat on him and and don't don't let him get any cheap ones, don't let him get any uh any free shots on our ball carriers, and so that that's been you know not 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 really a you know a huge thing, but like a huge uh uh key question you know what i mean it's just a key yeah, yeah of course to get to if you get a hat on him and uh and and make sure that we can we can run the ball because he's a he's a tackling machine he can get turnovers he's he's a talented player so it's always a big task to go against a, a guy of that caliber now he he tried that in week three against derrick henry and derrick put a shoulder into him what what was the reaction <laughs> when you guys watched that back on film uh you know he, he went for it but you don't got to be modest, David. Come on. Hey, he, we he all went for it. Yeah, he, we're like, oh, hey, my God. Yeah, he, he, he went for that. I, I bet he, if he could go back, he wouldn't, he wouldn't try that again. But that was, <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's a swing and a miss. But, uh, you know, that's definitely something that we're trying to, uh, you know, avoid getting any, any, any giving many free punches on our guys. Play fake. Tannehill going to screen it to Henry on the left. He's got a block 45-50. 45, he runs over Leonard and is taken down at the 40. Rock him, sock him, robots. He laid the wood to him. So you're right in saying that nobody has a Derrick Henry, and Derrick Henry is going to factor in once again in a big way. Now, he was not happy after this game against the Chiefs. His uh, The offensive line did struggle. Derrick Henry uh, was, was I don't want to say he wasn't stopped, but he was held down. Um, now, the beauty of what we saw from the Titans offense is when Derrick Henry does get held down, or at Derrick Henry's version of getting held down, then Ryan Tannehill can shred you. And that's exactly what him and A.J. Brown did against the Chiefs on Sunday. They sold out to stop Derrick Henry. They were having a fair amount of success with it. When you hold Derrick Henry to three yards per carry, you're having a pretty good day. But ultimately what this comes down to for me is that Derrick Henry um, for the, and with the Tennessee Titans to try and capitalize on this particular situation, that is exactly what they are going to need to do. The Colts, uh, the Colts rushing defense right now is something that it's about league average. Like they're doing okay. It's still a good rushing defense. Frankly, Darius Leonard and DeForest Buckner play big roles in this. Bobby, oh, I've seen him called Okereke. I thought it was pronounced Okariki. Either way, Bobby <laughs> is playing high-level football right now. Uh, and the Colts are allowing just 4.2 yards per carry from opposing uh, uh, from opposing running backs. Now, 
The Titans are allowing 4.5, which is just slightly higher. It's a bunch of teams tied for 4.4. And there's a lot of teams across the league that are excelling at this point at holding down opponents' rushing defense. Colts have done a pretty good job with that. But the key is still utilizing, not giving up on the Derrick Henry experience, and then having the ability to shred the te- to shred whomever the Tennessee Titans offense faces through the air the way that uh, the way that um, Ryan Tannehill and AJ Brown were able to do to the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. That's the pick your poison offense. That's what Julio Jones was talking about in his first Zoom press conference with us after they traded for him back in June. This is what we're starting to see manifest itself, provided they can stay healthy, which is no small task for this team at this point. Uh, I I should probably run through the list of the number of players that are, again, on this injury report. The Titans lead the league in injured or ill or or players dealing, dealing with illness. There's a fair amount of illnesses on this injury report that surprise me. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 players on the injury report for the Tennessee Titans yet again. It's been pretty consistently right around there each and every week. Um, Mark Beach is 4.2 yards per carry, uh, plus Derrick Henry equals 6.5 yards per carry. We'll see, Mark. It's, it's not going to be easy. And we're going to talk about Carson Wentz because I, on on the NFL season so far, I I don't I don't do a lot of predictions because I like to I like to have a I try not to be overreactionary even though I can be kind of dramatic it's you know it's kind of why I do the thing that I do because I I can be hyperbolic at times when it calls for it and I thought certainly that one of those one of those overreactions or at the time I didn't think it was an overreaction I thought Carson Wentz was going to stink this year and in fact I have he has 2017. MVP pace Carson Wentz numbers with the Indianapolis Colts. We'll talk about Carson Wentz and you'll hear from their version of uh, Coach Dave McGinnis, Coach Rick Venturi, who comes on my radio show every time the Titans play the Colts and and breaks down their side of things and does a really, really exceptional job. And you'll hear from Coach Venturi about Carson Wentz later on in the show. But um, the Titans are going to have to, the Titans are going to have to go blow for blow with this Colts team. And really, it was like that even when Wentz was on uh, a couple of bad ankles. It was it was down to the wire, if you'll remember correctly, um, even then. So we know that this is not going to be an easy game for the Tennessee Titans to come out and win. Uh, really, t- Titans lead the league in injuries, says Karen O'Keefe. Wow, I think the Ravens are up there too, Karen. I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head how many uh, who's got the most, but it's it's pretty impressive that both teams at this point are sitting at five and two with all the injuries that they have sustained. Um, we're going to lose to the Colts and go back to saying same old Titans as Assad. No, I mean, here's, it depends on how you lose, right? Assad, if you get your ass kicked up there in Indianapolis, then yeah, it's going to be a conversation about same old Titans, but I just, I don't think they are. I mean, they don't, like the Jets, the Jets game seems so much smaller the Jets' loss, I mean, seems so much smaller when you consider what they've looked like, what they've been dealing with, the fact that that came down to an overtime missed 49-yard field goal that would have ended it in a tie. I, I mean, I it doesn't feel same old Titans. I don't think they've been the same old Titans since like 2000, like 
the first half of the 2019 season. I think this is a much, much different franchise at this point. Uh, Jose says our bye week needs to hurry up and get here. Well, your bye week's not until the first week of December, like the last week of November, first week of December. It's pretty late in the year um, at this point. We're a one-point dog. That's what we want, says Mark Connor. I mean, you've been a a four-point and a five-point dog the last two games at home. So, you know, one point, that sounds pretty good if you're Tennessee. Um, Thought Falcons had a lot of injuries, too. Said I don't know about the Falcons. Falcons just a bad football team at this point. All right, let's move on and let's talk about some dominant defense, shall we? In fact, we'll do that after I tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings Sportsbook is where you should go to get in on all the action. They are the best in the business. They have the best odds and profit boosts, odd bonuses for you whenever you plug in the promo code A2Z Sports. And they're well aware at DraftKings Sportsbook that the key to success is a strong starting five. That's what DraftKings Sportsbook knows to be so, and it's how they go about their business on the day-to-day. DraftKings Sportsbook is offering you the opportunity to get in on the action with the NBA in particular with this offer that I'm going to tell you about right now. Right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is going to let you bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and if they do, you, as a better on the NBA game, will win $200 in free free bets. It's just that simple at DraftKings Sportsbook. It's safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Simply download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A2ZSports. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and if they do, you get $200 in free bets. That's promo code A to Z Sports this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee to bet. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line, 1-800-889-9789. So, the question that we have now is, okay, how, how, do things, uh, how do things square up between the Titans' defense and this Colts' offense that's playing at a much better clip than when they started the season 0-3? They look like a markedly different, markedly improved football team, and that is exactly what you don't want to hear if you're the Tennessee Titans coming to, uh, or going to, rather, going to Indianapolis this weekend. For the Tennessee Titans, in this regard, it is going to take every defensive stop that you can get your hands on and do something that many teams have not been able to do, which is cause turnovers of the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going to tell you how many interceptions Carson Wentz has thrown this year, and it's going to shock you because it shocked me today. Um, But the question that I have for you in the uh, comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch Which matchup most favors the Titans' defense versus the Colts on Sunday? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll get involved that way, if you would be so kind. Give me your response in the comment section, and we'll talk about it together. Which matchup most favors the Titans' defense versus the Colts 
on Sunday. And while you guys do that, I will tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. It's where you go for the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans. Gary will get the best intel and has the best, best intel in Metal Tennessee, the best properties, even before they become available to everybody else on the market. The Ashton team has the intel to put you in a position to succeed. Help get your dream address without the stress, or if you are in the market to sell your home, sell for more at GaryAshton.com. So, with this Titans defense, what matchups favor them against the Colts? on Sunday. Uh, three words. David Long Jr. says Corey D. Jackson. This man has been playing out of his mind. He has been such a stud the past. Uh, really, I mean, he had the bonehead penalty against the Bills, but he played lights out after that as well. David Long has been really achieving at a high level and certainly against the Chiefs. He was active. He's best described as slippery. He's elusive to these big offensive linemen. Now, you would think given how, what the size discrepancy is, that these guys would be able to cover him up very quickly. And there are some very athletic uh, offensive tackles and uh, and offensive linemen in the league that may be able to do that. But at David Long's size, he is very, very uh, effective when it comes to slipping off those blocks and eluding those guys who are trying to reach second-level defenders when they're, uh, when they're getting hats on hats in the run run game. And at this point, David Long has been able to avoid a lot of that and still find make uh, still find ways to make plays on the football. Mark Jones says Harold Landry will have three sacks. Well, here's kind of a wrinkle in this, boys and girls. Because talking about the, uh, I think we said 18 players on the injury report today, uh, Harold Landry popped up for the first time on the injury report this season, uh, was a full was not on the injury report on Wednesday, was a limited participant in Thursday's practice dealing with a hamstring injury. So this is not ideal, of course. In fact, this is quite the issue. Uh, this is a Titans team that desperately needs Harold Landry and the pressure that he's going to be able to bring against a quarterback that has done, uh, that they were effective against last time. But remember, Carson Wentz couldn't move at all. And since then, he has improved. Uh, he is, uh, he is, it's not ideal. And Given what you're dealing with with Bud Dupree, now you do get Derek Roberson back. Well, actually, before I say that, you don't officially have Derek Roberson back. Derek Roberson was designated to return off injured reserve, but has not yet been activated. It's possible that he could be on Saturday before the game and, and as a result could play in the game. But at this point, I don't look at I don't look at at, at Harold Landry as a sure thing. Now we'll see what his status is tomorrow after the final practice. Um, it's a hamstring, though, and there's been a lot of soft tissue injuries across the NFL right now. In fact, uh, Dr., uh, Doctor, I think it's, is it Alan Sills, the head of the NFL, uh, head of the NFL's medical department, is somebody uh, is somebody who is going through, uh, who is going through this situation, looking around the league and saying, yeah, this, is, this has become a, a rash of, Soft tissue injuries league-wide, not just uh, in the case of Tennessee, but Tennessee is having that problem as well. Um, MB says, Buck, honestly, Vrabel's injury report is about as informative as listening to Skip Bayless 
give football advice. Well, I mean, nobody's injury report is terribly informative. It just gives you kind of a, an, a general idea of what's going on. And Mike's not going to talk about it. So it's the best we've got. You got to make do with what we have. Uh, Dupree and Landry are going to kill Fisher, says Dom Odell. Well, yeah, but Dupree and Landry have to be able to be full go to kill Fisher, right? The offensive line is much better than it was week three, guys. Um, it's it's not great. It's not overwhelming, but getting Quentin Nelson back helps. Um, Eric Fisher has now been playing a couple more games, so he looks less out of sorts in their lineup. I'm not I'm not down. I I don't if I'm a Titans fan, and just kind of as, as an objective observer, I'm not I'm not making predictions. I have no idea what's gonna happen in the game on Sunday. But my gut, my initial gut feeling is they might be in a tough spot in Indianapolis on Sunday. And there's a lot of reasons why it doesn't outright match up all that well. I think that they're capable. I think that the Titans are a superior team. But the margin for error was already that thin when you were dealing with Carson Wentz on two bum ankles. I think that this could be a very, very difficult uh, game for them to try and overcome. I, I again, I think they're capable. Uh, but uh, but there's there's there is reason to look at this and be like, all right, you know, they're probably in for one. There's a lot of reasons why they're probably in for one. And having uh, Dupree and Harold Landry at less than 100%, uh, that's not ideal either. Because I think you guys think that Dupree is probably going to be full go from the rest of the rest of the way out now that he's back. But I wouldn't I wouldn't look at it that way. I think they're going to have to manage that knee all year long because of how much he played early and how that kind of jack that that may have jacked some things up. So, you know, just just be aware, be self-aware about what you're walking into in Lucas Oil this weekend. I think that uh, oh, speaking of which, DeAndre Hopkins just went out with a hamstring of this uh, Cardinals Packers game. It's happening all over the league, guys. I don't know what I don't know what the potential cause is, but the NFL is um, allegedly. Um, their medical, uh, their medical staffs, uh, the chief of their medical staff is going to, uh, look into this at a little greater length. So what I'll say, what I'll say to it is what I'll say about it is there may be some beneficial matchups for the Titans defense at this point. And what I'll say to you is I don't think it's going to come against Carson Wentz because what we're seeing from Carson Wentz right now is 2017 MVP caliber Carson Wentz. He's only thrown one interception this year, and it was on that weird-ass shovel pass in week two. Since then, he's been effective, he's been efficient, he's been decisive with the football, and it's allowing Indianapolis to make a hell of a lot more plays. By Indianapolis, and particularly by Carson Wentz, uh, Coach yeah. Venturi, because we were going through, you know, kind of just kind of catching up on on some of the film, and I do a weekly, uh, a weekly film breakdown podcast with Greg Cosell, of NFL films and Greg was kind of pointing some things out to me and the fact that his his only interception on the season was that weird shovel pass uh, pick that he yeah. threw against the Los Angeles Rams just I mean are you surprised even watching how much more efficient he's been well I will say yes and no on that you know I was asked before they made the deal to you know just to give my set of eyes on it and then after we made the deal I made a seven play video um, you know, not necessarily to sell it, but just to show them what I saw in him. And I got a 10-play filter out of last year. I didn't even go back to 217, and I got a 10-play filter that showed everything athletically that he could do. Now, my only concern was, and I've seen this happen so many times, was was he broken 
after the Philadelphia situation? Was he broken? There was never a doubt in my mind. This kid wasn't the number two pick in the draft for nothing. This is a superior, talented guy with a humongously high wonder look. There isn't anything lacking, okay? And then I, I kind of said, okay, the reunion with Reich when he played good, Frank knows how to handle the quarterback. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, and, and I'm going to be fine with this. So, you know, I expected that we would get some type of play, you know, somewhere between 217 and 219 that would be that would be damn good. Um, what we're seeing right now, Buck, is we're seeing the 217 Wentz. We're seeing the guy who, before he got hurt, was – the uh in the conversation for MVP in the league uh he did lead the league in in 2017 with the best QBR in the league and I don't know I that's one of the big key statistics that I do care about and I don't know if you know Sunday he came out of there with an 82 QBR I mean yeah. you know 79 wins it I mean Rodgers won it last year with 79 and I said it this way he has been for us like kind of reading a really good book and when you turn every chapter, there's something new. Like last week, Frank used him on the designer runs, the zone reads, scored a touchdown on it, third and one. You know, he's a mad bomber, He and, he, and we have lost that since luck. We went two years without trying to pierce the defense. So, you know, and he's doing all that. So, no, you're exactly right, and you're seeing a much different guy. What you saw in week three was a courageous guy that probably shouldn't have even been on the field. I mean, really and truly, what he went through that day to play. And Tennessee took advantage like they should have. I mean, the minute Tennessee got an advantage situation, second and long, uh, they brought half of Nashville. I mean, honest huh. to God, they brought everybody in the, and his brother, and that was the thing to do because he couldn't get out of trouble. But you're seeing a, you're going to see a different guy Sunday here. That's former Colts coach Rick Venturi on my radio show today, breaking it down. He's now their radio analyst. He's the Indianapolis version of Coach Mack. And he's talking about how much improved Wentz has been. Now, to the Titans' credit, they're playing a hell of a lot better than Week 3, too. So I think I, I really think this is going to be a great game. I think this is going to be so much fun. And I have no idea who's going to come out victorious because I think both teams are, are pretty close to evenly matched at this point. I think the Titans do some things better than the Colts. I think the Colts do some things better than the Titans at this point. But um, but I'm so looking forward to heading up to Indianapolis on Saturday morning and seeing how things go down. D-Mac says, or D-Good says, Coach Mack greater than uh, Venturi. Listen, I love both of those men, um, and they're both really, really damn good at their job. So if you want to have your biases, D-Good, that's fine. Uh, but you will not get me to pick between Coach Mack and uh, Coach Rick Venturi. I think they're both studs. Um, uh, people are talking about. All right, let me. I'm going to address this one time. All right, because there's a lot of stupidity floating around on the Titans' internet, and uh, Drew Acosta is asking me. Um, and he's not the only one. I've gotten like eight or nine DMs about this today on social media. I've seen a lot of you guys bring it up in the chat. I'm going to say this one time. All right. Uh, Drew Acosta says, Buck, what do you think Cox or Barnett would fit better for the Titans? So he's talking about Fletcher Cox or Derek Barnett. He's talking about the Eagles nose tackle, who's a stud, and the former Tennessee volunteer edge rusher who plays for Philadelphia. You are getting neither of those players. You are getting neither of those players. 
And the person who is reporting that, quote unquote, is why I mean, is known, I believe his name is Dan Cilio, and he is widely regarded as regularly reporting this information. So let it go. It's not happening. You're getting neither of those. I'm willing to stake my professional reputation on it. And if I end up being loud wrong, then you, I mean, you, you don't ever have to watch this show again. That's all well and good. But nobody, they are not in the business of trading for Fletcher Cox or Derek Barnett right now. Don't talk about it. Don't spread it. It's not real. It is total, a total, complete and total bullshit. Um, so enough, enough with this. What what do you what are you going to give up for Derek Derek Barnett or Fletcher Cox when those are probably two of your uh, least uh, least necessary positions to trade for at the trade deadline on Tuesday? It's not going to happen. So you know, let go and let God with this particular idea. I just I don't understand why people are so willing to just be. And listen, I get you don't follow the league, or or maybe maybe you don't maybe you don't talk uh, maybe you don't follow the NFL like. 27 hours, eight days a week. It's my job to, right? So I don't want to sound like I'm being dismissive, but I think this is this one is far-fetched enough that most people should be able to discern that it's not a real thing. But I've been just, I've, I've largely been disappointed by the amount of people that think this is a legitimate situation and just aren't discerning enough to comb through the context clues themselves. Um, and to consider the source, but guys, come on, be better. How about Howard? Everyone is talking about that trade. Xavier Howard is a possibility that they have explored whether they're going to do it. I don't think we would have any real information on it at the earliest before Monday. The trade deadline is Tuesday at 3 PM. Um, so at this point it's, it's, you know, I know it's, I know it's not exciting for you, but they're definitely looking into that and other possibilities. Um, but any legitimate movement on it won't happen until it'll get down to the wire with that. Cause they're not the only team inquiring about Xavier Howard at this point. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's be done with that. Let's, uh, the trade debt. We'll, we'll do a lot of trade deadline talk, certainly Monday and Tuesday. Uh, and I'll see if I can't give you a little more information there. Uh, Foster Tate wants to know, is Christian Fulton back? No, he has to be on IR for at least this upcoming game. And then they can potentially bring it back. Buck, that's long enough to even talk about. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's enough. So we'll talk about it on uh, on Monday and see if there's any new information. And on Tuesday, we'll react to what they did or more likely didn't do. Uh, let's do a Brimac bounce back candidate, shall we? Who, uh, who needs to bounce back in sports this week? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll talk about it together. Who in sports needs to bounce back this weekend? Could be the Atlanta Braves, who lost Game 2 of the World Series after coming out in the opener of that series with a win on the road in Houston. Now the series goes back to Atlanta, and Game 3 will take place tomorrow. Maybe, for you, the uh, the bounce-back candidate needs to be the Atlanta Braves. Perhaps you're looking at a, perhaps you're looking at Julio Jones and be like, yeah, Julio Jones, it'd be great to see a little bigger, bigger of a sample size for you. Great, it'd be great. It's not like it's been bad. He's been out there. He's been available to some degree, but... Hey, let's see a little more. Perhaps you would like to nominate Julio Jones as a bounce back player. Hell, I might, it's, it may sound blasphemous, but I might say Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, who had his least efficient rushing performance of the season, and the offensive line in front of him did not play all that well either uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs team that is pretty underwhelming, but 
was clearly game planning to just straight out, straight up, stop the run. Perhaps you would like to nominate Derrick Henry as your bounce back candidate of the week. We'll get to all of yours here in just a second, right after I tell you about the people who present the Brimac bounce back candidate. That is Brimac Mechanical at Brimac.com. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brimac Mechanical, is where you go for satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. They are the best in the business. They put you in your comfort zone, which is most important as we get into the cooler weather. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brimac Mechanical, three locations in Tennessee and in Kentucky dedicated to your satisfaction on commercial, residential, ductwork, whatever you need, HVAC-wise, Brimac has you covered. So, uh, let's, who needs to bounce back in sports this week? The Lakers and the Nets, says Foster Tate? Yeah, it's I wonder how much you, the Nets are willing to sacrifice to bring Kyrie Irving back for the way that they've started their season. It's been tough. Um, uh, the Lakers, I haven't, uh, I know they're kind of struggling right now, and I know that, uh, I know that LeBron got a little banged up against the Grizzlies a couple nights ago, but I, outside of that, I haven't really followed. I know they lost. I, I watched their opening game against the, the Golden State Warriors, but outside of that, I haven't really seen much of the Lakers. Um, Braves, 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 says Drew uh, Acosta. He would like to see them bounce back after suffering a game two loss. Um, plus, uh, let's. I see you live up to your name, says Kyle Adams. I don't know if Kyle is talking to me or to somebody else, but uh, um, yeah, I don't know who you're talking to, Kyle. Let me know. On Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. Lawan would be nice to see play the entire game, says Kyle. Hell, Lawan, Roger Saffold. Um, hell, Nate Davis uh, didn't play the entire game against Kansas City on Sunday. Their, their offensive line is in a bad way, man. And really, it's just been David Questenberry who's been able to hang on for dear life. Um, they really need to get that situation figured out because as good as their defensive line has been, their offensive line has plenty of room for improvement uh, heading into week eight. Uh, Tyree Beatty says, I was, uh, uh, Tyree Beatty says, Ferkser needs a bounce back. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? They just don't use the tight ends. I mean, I know Michael Pruitt caught a touchdown from Derek on Sunday, but it seems like with Todd Downing, a lot of those targets that used to go to the tight ends under Arthur Smith, it looks like they just mostly go to the running backs at this point in the screen game, whether it's McNichols or Derek or targeting them on the checkdowns. Like it's, and maybe it's just a product of how their season has gone so far, but you, know, you really haven't seen a lot, um, hardly at all. It's been the least productive uh, group on the team right now. Aaron Rodgers just threw an interception on a Hail Mary to end the first half of this Cardinals Packers game, pretty interesting game that will be able to get you back in time for the second half in its entirety. Um, but who needs to bounce back? I will say the Braves because I, I think that they're fully capable, but uh, I think a win at home would be a massive boost for morale. No, I good. You know, when we came in, you want to split. I think that's, you know, obviously you want to win too, but if you get out of here with a split, then that's a good thing going home. Were you at all surprised that Max struggled early after the, you know, having a pretty bad start the last time out? I mean, then he settled in and was himself. It's yeah, not... no, I mean, I, I, I'm having a hard time convincing myself that he struggled that much. I mean, it was, you know, the first inning, they did some really good hitting. This, the, the second inning when they scored, it was kind of a weird inning. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't like he was getting banged around, you know, balls that found holes. Um, 
check swings. Uh, you know, it was just we threw a ball away. I mean, it was um, it was a, just a weird inning. But I, I you know, I, I thought his stuff was really good. Um, <clears throat> you know, he ended up throwing a lot of pitches for the five innings he was out there. But God, I mean, it, it could have been very easily a different outcome for him. I think, uh, especially in that second inning. So that is Braves manager Brian Snitker talking about the uh, split that Atlanta got on the road in Houston, now coming back for game three against the Houston Astros on uh, Friday. It will be a lot of fun to watch. and We'll see how much more uh, or how much closer the Braves can get to winning a World Series for the first time in quite some time. We're going to talk to you guys uh, the next time on the primetime show Sunday night in Indianapolis. I'm looking forward to to getting back up there. Of course, see a lot of people I went to college with, a lot of people I know that moved up to Indianapolis after college and high school. So that'll be a good time. It'll be a great game to be able to cover. So we'll do the primetime show Sunday in Indy. Uh, Radio show tomorrow will be a lot of fun. We've got Coach Dave McGinnis. We've got Adam Sparks of the Knoxville New Sentinel to kind of give a, give a, uh, what do we want to call it? A mid-season review of where Tennessee is at now that they're officially in their bye week, enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you Sunday night. And uh, and until then, you know, keep after it.